Every piece of scripture can be looked at and embraced as a symbol for something deeper. Certain passages of scripture, it's very, very easy to see what it symbolizes or what the elements of the story symbolize. Some are a little more difficult. I'm sure you've experienced that as you have prayed with or looked at scripture. So I just wanted to share with you very briefly today beautiful insight about the symbolism of today's gospel. So the first part of it is a statement about marriage and divorce. The last part of it is a statement about children. So my friend Jack Shea says, the first part of the gospel is not necessarily about marriage and divorce. What do marriage and divorce symbolize? Maybe we could put our first graphic up here. Shea says it symbolizes all person-to-person relationships in the world. At certain times, we find a unity with another person that is spectacular, fulfilling, comforting. But because we're human beings, we experience difficulties, disagreements, pain, a dividing of those relationships. And so Shea says very simply the first part of the gospel when Jesus gives this dissertation about marriage and divorce, it symbolizes all person-to-person relationships that are divided sometimes and can lead us into a deeper experience of the very essence of God. Because there is such an abrupt change from this commentary about marriage in which Jesus has to explain it again to the disciples and everything he says about marriage flies in the face of what Moses commanded people about marriage, it is indeed the foundation of Christian marriage. But there is then this very abrupt transition into this commentary about children. So children represent in their purity and in their innocence the ideal relationship between the divine and the human. What children do in our world is they constantly give us a pure sense of unconditional relationship with parents. Children have a greater sense that they are constantly in relationship with their parents. And therefore, that reinforces a classic and a traditional notion of God as parent. And so really what Shea says is, as you put those two things together, we have really in this gospel story a commentary about the first two commandments, loving God and loving neighbor as not two different processes, but one. And the connection is what Shea calls unitive consciousness, kind of a fancy word, (laughs) for our sense of unity, 
that needs to penetrate every level of our lives. The unity that we seek to experience as a family. The unity that we need to seek as a working experience or community. The unity that we need to experience with our spouse. But not everybody's married. The unitive consciousness is something for each and every one of us, regardless of our marital status. Sometimes I feel like the luckiest person in the world. Because so many people love me. (laughs) I don't mean to say that arrogantly, but that's part of the gift of priesthood. I have an opportunity to love so many of you in this great gift, the sacramental experience of priesthood. It's not for everybody. Marriage isn't for everybody. Our sisters gather with us today as a very powerful testament to that very sense of commitment. And yet commitments are very difficult sometimes. So the very thing that we seek in this unitive sense of consciousness through our person-to-person relationships and our relationship with God sometimes drives us absolutely crazy, (laughs) but sometimes enables us to do things that we simply can't do on our own. And that's why the two elements of of this gospel story come together so powerfully. The desire to love others and the desire to love God in this sense of unitive consciousness. I also feel like I would be less of a priest and less of a pastor if I didn't simply remind us again. We are called to do this here at Holy Family. We are called to a sense of unity here in this community of faith. We do it really well sometimes, and other times we don't do it so well. We have room for improvement here. In terms of being aware of the mission that unites us all, the unitive consciousness that unites all of us as people of faith as we struggle to love other people and struggle to love God and as we celebrate the love that we have for other people and we celebrate the love that we have for God. This week, we are going to put our mission statement above the doors of the church. It's just one more thing that I would like to call your attention to that that's what we're trying to all work towards together. It's one more opportunity inspired by this gospel story, my friends, to seek unity here in our community of faith, to be aware of other ministries and the, the great giftedness that they are to our community and how we can do a better job of working together to support the overall mission to support each other, not only individually, but as ministries, as activities. It's a great challenge. Let's respond to it. Let's respond to the gospel challenge today to love God, to love each other, not as two separate processes, but as one, and to raise our consciousness of being a unified community of faith here at Holy Family.